Welcome back to The Profitable Python. I'm your host, Ben McNeil. And on this episode, you will meet Tony Sue. Tony, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I achieved much today and plan to achieve much tomorrow too. Yeah, heck yeah. So just to, uh, just to go over your bio here real quick, you're a computer vision engineer. You're working at a startup for generating sports video analytics. You're also a highly rated freelance engineer and mm -hmm. you're a student at IIT so, or you're a software engineering student at IIT. Uh, it's, it's, it's a university, local university in Taipei. Uh, it's, okay. it's, uh, Tanjiang university. Um, well, it's, it's a university that I found mainly to to bolster my my mathematics um, to because it, it was also the only university that I could find in, in Taiwan that that um, does software engineering or computer science and using the English medium. Okay. So yeah, it it's, it suffices my my requirements for a university locally. Yeah. Okay. I'm in my dorms right now. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So you are, my first question, I guess, was like, you're based out of Taipei right now then? Or where are you yes, based out of? I, my, my university is in Taipei, but they also have a campus in the countryside. Uh, so okay. I frequent, have to frequent the countryside in Taipei every week for my part-time job and for some networking that I do. And all the while, uh, during, usually from Mondays till Thursdays, I would be in, my, in, in, in school, in my university, trying to ramp up my mathematics. And in the weekends, I would meet different developers of different backgrounds. Just, uh, just a week ago that I met a HP developer, a developer in HP who's doing uh, operating systems applications development uh, another another computer vision engineer who's actually working in Microsoft things like these that you can is they just pop up in Taipei yeah yeah hey that's awesome man it sounds like they have a halfway decent tech scene going on over there yep cool man halfway decent halfway decent I would say halfway decent nice yeah I, I say that just thinking about where I live I'm in uh Dude, there is there is not much out here. That that's why I started this podcast so I can have a tech scene. Yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't for the podcast, I wouldn't have one. But uh yeah, so since the last time you were on the show, some people might remember you if they've been listening for a while. Um I can only imagine there's been some like massive changes that you've made professionally. So I was curious, um, what were some of the most like notable notable changes that you've made professionally professionally other than receiving my own freelance private clients on 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 online platforms and continuing tutoring i've managed to well through through networking and and going to meetups and meeting some business own uh business owners of like SaaS companies or um smart city company companies uh, managed to land a uh, job up yeah a job and with a contract in in Taipei's tech arena uh, it's a they call me 
in the contract, it's officially said I'm an AI specialist engineer, but in truth, I'm more of a data engineer or a computer vision engineer mm-hmm. where I generate uh, sports video analytics with, with um, two 170-degree 4K cameras. Main goal is really to substitute the cameraman from sports and try to okay. generate features and analytics from those two, the, the two cameras. Hmm. Wow. So, uh, what was, I mean, what was the driving force behind your desire to make these changes? Cause like the last time that you were on the show, I like, I don't even think this was on like the, in the realm of possible, right? Like you, you really like stepped up your game here. Mm. I, well, there wasn't too to be honest, it's 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 just that since having to to travel all by myself to a foreign country, um, I met a lot of great and interesting people who who are also self-established. Um, for example, a, a a Lenovo tech lead who 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 when I had a dinner with him, I I was comp- I was talking about how how my uh, uh, Lenovo uh, X1 Carbon. Uh, dual booted with uh, with uh, Ubuntu was having uh, BIOS problems with uh, their their battery firmware, and he was just about to talk. He was just talking about how he his his main project right now is to make make compatible Lenovo's BIOS and fir- battery firmware with <laughs> with the, with with the latest Unix distros. <laughs> so you I were was, talking like, to the guy that was solving your exact problem. Is that what I understand? Yeah, yeah I was I was talking to the guy, and he was like, and then, and then we were like, he was like, are you? Are you who is staring at me? I was like, I hate Lenovo. <laughs> So this is only really possible by putting yourself, yeah, like really putting yourself in these places that like yes. traveling and okay. Immersing myself in the environment, meeting those, those great people. My, my roommate right now is, is in the top university finishing his master's in information management and he's writing his thesis. He's, he's like, he already has seven years of freelancing experience with both web, web, web development and the mobile development. So okay. He taught me Docker. <laughs> he taught me Nvidia Docker. Yeah, in, in this kind of environment, you you question why other people don't try to pick up a new skill, or we question why mm-hmm. why people aren't progressing and aren't growing their skills uh, or growing themselves as an individual. It's not, it's not so much that I have a drive. It's more so much of it's I well I sort of take it for granted, I guess, to that yeah. extent. So, so was it, was it more like accidental? Like you just had this itch that you needed to scratch and Taipei was the place to go. And then before you know it, you're like collaborating with these amazing people, like only this would happen here type thing. Or did, was there something more behind it? Like you knew you had to get, like you had to go farther down the rabbit hole with software engineering. Like did your passion evolve? Um, For me, it was my main, I do, if, if, if that's what you mean by drive, in that sense, I have some, I, I, I just can't sit still in the sense that because I also was, was, was doing all of this in my startup, in my uh, private clients uh, and, and tutoring others programming 
Gordon University, I do also have a history of my own health problems. And those, mm. though my, my own health problems propel me to, to have to have something to do during the day that is meaningful to give, to justify my own, my own issues. And mm-hmm. it is my experience that if I don't do something or, or try to progress in my life, grow as a person, grow in my skills, grow in my career, uh, I just feel depressed. Yeah. Fair it, enough. That's, that's one of the drives. But other than that, I also have lots of great people that I've met that, that propelled me to, to do things. Yeah. In an environment which is also optimized for, for, for growing as a person, going to a foreign country, striking the unknown and taking what's mine for myself. Yeah. Heck yeah. It's almost yeah. like a, it's almost like an outlet. Like you are who you are and this was the way to kind of express it is, is the way that I'm, I'm reading. Yes. Anyway. To a certain extent is, is yes. I, I, well, yeah, I do have this kind of vision or not, not really vision. It's just the proclivity to do things to, to just like to play with tools yeah. and then life happened and then here I am. Yeah. Hey, that's awesome, man. So I can only imagine there's been like a lot of, like this didn't just happen overnight. There was a lot of preparation and sacrifice. And I was curious uh, just for the, the people listening to give them an idea of like what, you know, how, how much challenge had to be overcome to land this job in AI and get all these clients and you have like a startup you're working on now. Like, can you just kind of talk to me a little bit about that preparation and sacrifice that, that you had to go through to get these outcomes? Okay. I've, I've already mentioned about my health issues whilst doing all and trying to progress in my career. Mm-hmm. But one of the turning points to actually go to a foreign country was yeah. because my hometown was messed up. <laughs> my yeah. home city was basically having social political unrest and riot, riots, wherein there's also governmental suppression on my, on my, on, on, on common citizenry. Yeah. So first of all, I had to actually go from that chaos and mm. just, just, tell my parents, Hey, I'm, I want to go here. I'm leaving and I don't see a future in my, in my home city. So let's just go somewhere else. Uh, either, either Taiwan cheaper or, or go to somewhere in Southeast Asia. Turns out Taiwan was the best choice there ever was. (laughs) Coronavirus. Um, there's basically no coronavirus here. Everyone's going to work as usual. I'm really? in university and it's just open. I'm in my dorms and just no one wears, well, no one, well, no one, no one wears a mask other, well, we do, we, we were very rigid and, and stringent with wearing our masks, especially in public transportations. But I mean, right now, Taiwan's being looked as the beacon of democracy in, in, in Asia and the role model to, to how to handle coronavirus. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> And, and yeah, also with, with like, uh, with how America is, is trying to pivot to, to, to Asia, um, Microsoft just, just, just entitled, um, 
a thump, lump sum of money to 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 invest in in, in tech um, individual tech development career development in Taiwan for 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 developers here and they're they're trying to up the personnel and, and their presence in, in, in Taiwan it, mm. these foreign investments are just coming here and there and I, I'm just right in the thick of it yeah that's that's all awesome. we know yeah exactly but, uh, yeah uh, some other challenges other than actually running running away from riots and unrest and, and my own <laughs> health issues was yeah. actually leaving my leave, uh, like just going out to a foreign country by myself trying to pick up pick up the foreign the the, the, the culture the language um, knowing the customs na navigating their bureaucracies um, and actually having the courage to show up to show up the, to those meetups show up show up to whatever opportunities that's given you and and just be just just go there's nothing there's no there's nothing stopping you and there's there's just no mm. there's no there's no drawback you just show up and you meet just this, these amazing people and and by the time you 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 realize you're just you just you're just there coding like six seven hours a day I think I've told a story where, where I actually met this 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 professional gamer in, in Taipei where he um, after he 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 finished his he, he retired from professional gaming he just spent um, four four months learning HTML CSS and JavaScript from like seven in the morning until till five in the afternoon just just going at it he then he met a a, a web applications agent agency uh, business owner and then. Four months later, he has a job, and he's the he's he's a he's a company next to mine in Taipei Tech Arena. He's just down the hall, right there. <laughs> yeah, no shortcuts, man. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, well, there. Yeah, um, you. Other than meeting the 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 people that that propel you to to the correct like to the immersion, you you just go. You mm. just you just you just you just grind away. You just program, because um, in in Taiwan um, they learn they learn matrix calculus, calculus, linear algebra in junior high, and it's that kind of that kind of um, um, preparation and that kind of just rigor rigor that everyone just you just they're expected to spend at least like four or five hours every day if you have something you want to pursue. And if you're not, you just, I ha my roommate wakes up at nine. He codes till 12, eats lunch, goes to a coffee shop, codes till six, eats dinner, and then codes till 11 or 12. Mm -hmm. Every day. Yeah. It, it's, it's just what he wants to do. And it's, it's just, it's just that kind of culture where you just, you just go, you just grind, you just, Mm -hmm. it, it, it's to a fault it's it, 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 they, they, so sometimes they grind to a fault where they just have so much integrity and skill in what they do that that they it's hypocritical even they 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 they, they, they denounce their skill wow. I, I mean the, I, the web what the web object web applications agency business owner would, would always would some would, would sometimes say that you you can you can find a third rate developer in America and hire for a huge sum of money, but you could, or you could find a, a extremely talented 
developer in Thai, Taipei, Taiwan with like nothing. Hmm. Yeah, it's just yeah. a disconnect between like the markets and wow. That's crazy, yeah. man. Did you, yeah. so did you have to learn like a bunch of new programming languages to be competent at your computer vision job or was like, were you able to get, get away with just your Python skills or how did that all, how did that all work um, Python is still viable on, on, the, on the deep learning aspects and the deployment phase on, on the feature engineering. Mm-hmm. But because of how computer vision in its in its nature is 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 um, especially on say edge devices where you have to deploy your computer vision uh, analytics and, and scripts on a small microprocessor like a NVIDIA Jetson uh, a Tegra series, um, you would eventually have to switch to C plus plus. Yeah. That, it's, it's not so much that you have to, it's, it's more so that OpenCV or uh, Torch Vision, which is also based on OpenCV, is all written in C++ as a source code. Um, eventually, they, and they have no documentation for Python. They have wow. no, and then they, even their C++ documentation is not, you can ask a C++ developer what the OpenCV documentation is talking about, they, they won't even know. They, they just they have to have the computer vision background and the also the statistical background for, for matrix calculus or or, or, or or just linear algebra mm-hmm. um, and which is why I eventually having having done most of what I can can do in Python I had to eventually pick up C++ and learn how to customize OpenCV C++ source code for example their um, stitching object in C++, they have both a estimate, estimate transform method and a compose panorama method. I had to um, re-customize uh, the, the, the stitching objects macros and headers for, for the stitching object so that I, I can first, I, I have the, the code is available to first just estimate transform on the first frame and then compose panorama based on based, based on an estimated transforms matrix transformations onto the other frame. So then each 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 frame per second, I don't need to estimate transform for that many that long of computation computation on the Python API. Mm. I could and, and it got to a point where 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 the Python API there is simply there isn't the say the, the CUDA, the CUDA functions for OpenCV, it's just not available on Python API. It's only available in C++. You would, you would have, you, you face with the challenge of either porting the C++ functions, CUDA C++ functions to Python using Cython or just, just C language Py object, rebind it with a, with a CV2 dot, with a dot SO file to a Python uh, API where the Python calls the SO files that, that the SO file calls the C++ or you just go C++. I mean, it, it, at this point, it's just faster to learn C++ and, 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 and use their C++ uh, uh, source code. Okay. So, and did you pick that all up within the last year? Like, I don't, I don't remember like C++ being 
<laughs> is that what I understand here or what's what's going on? To be honest, I'm still learning C++, but sure. mainly for the CUDA functions and the GPU programming, like okay. CUDA GPU programming, because I, I need more. I, we're faced with a challenge to try to do image stitching and, and camera calibrations on a NVIDIA um, Jetson well, in that, well, just Integra series, which is microprocessor, which is like this smaller motherboard with 4K images, 4K images of say, say that like 4K images, two 4K images. So three, 3,140 times 2,160, which is 1 million pixels per, per image. And you have two of those image per stitch. It's a lot to pipe so, through yeah. that little thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then with, with each stitching process, you after estimating estimate, estimating the tensor uh, tensor transformation, you have you have your, your camera, you have your rotational matrix, you have your camera intrinsic values, you have your uh, uh, mask uh, tra mask transformations and your image warping transformations. And you convert from the zero to two to uh, two hundred fifty-five uh, bit values to zero and one one values, and then reconvert that to zero and two five five values in all in one go. That that step. I mean, simply having a mask mask transform trans transformation is already twice two two. Two 4K images with mass transformations, that's like 4 million pixels with auto encoding zero, uh, two, zero to 255 to from to, to zero and one, from zero and one to zero and 255. That's that just too much. Yeah. It takes like five seconds per stitch. Oh, and wow. And that's not even calibrating, calibrating the, 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 the fish eye of each, each camera angle, mm -hmm. each camera. So it's, it's a 170 degree camera. Yeah. That, that's the challenge I'm facing right now. We wish, we should face <laughs> it's faster to go C++. Yeah. Well, hey, I, so anybody that's not familiar with the last uh, interview that we did, um, so you, in my eyes, you're the king of basically getting paid to learn how to code. And uh, <laughs> officially, like your last episode, like it is still like the all-time most listened to episode are you serious i should i should oh, really? not yeah so oh. you know this this ability that you have to get paid to learn how to code it's like really awesome a lot of people want want in on this so you were talking about like you're learning c but you're getting paid to learn it and then um anyway i just think it's so amazing man so <laughs> i I do think the best way to learn something is to get paid to learn it. <laughs> There's no other way. Yeah. I mean, um, I, right now I'm in university for a software engineering computer science degree, but we, we're, we're learning C language and we're learning um, computational uh, numeric systems and uh, some basic calculus differentials and implicit ex explicit differentials. Um, but it, a lot of it, you learn it and it's just rote memory. You, 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 you study it for the test and you forget about it. You don't have any variation to how you apply their knowledge. Yeah. And you, 
a lot of the students here don't even know what it's what it can be applied for or how they can twist the, the assignments to garner different perspectives to that same assignment so that you can you can prepare for something else for example because i had the experience of 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 of, of uh, my my job uh, my my current sports video analytics job and, and met uh, I actually met an embedded systems developer. Uh, I had for there was this, a program design assignment where I uh, had to print the second largest number, but I had to do it, get it correct in the first try. If I don't, it, I get deductions on on my assignment points. So then he was like, "Let's write a unit test for in C language for my C language function." And I'm like, <laughs> "Hey, let's do it!" And wait, voila, my first unit test for in, done in C language, mine min units, min units, C, lang, uh, uh, C, C language unit testing for my C language script. I didn't, I, 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 actually, I also need to learn how to do unit testing for, for my own private clients. Uh, yeah, unit testing is very important. Test-driven yeah. development saves you a lot of time. A lot of manual, manual testing you don't have to do, you just learn it, learn it, learn testing. Yeah. Awesome, man. So what, um, so if you could wave like a realistic magic wand over the next year, where do you see yourself? Mm. I would continue to immerse myself in my, my circle of, well, different developers. And since having gone to the, Taiwan's well tech arenas and the, the tech well they call it the Silicon Valley of Taiwan but they have a couple of these 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 um these tech parks uh it's ultra and I, I just walk in and out of it and it's like no one no one I just have access to all these these great environments I'm just gonna continue to push my push myself and and see what I can what kind of experience I can gain? Different, different projects, different startups, um, different uh, interesting clients that I could learn from, um, different people that would teach me to grow as a person. <laughs> Last week, I met this HP, yeah, the, the HP um, uh, uh, operating system applications developer. It was like first, first word, hey, you want to come to HP? <laughs> <laughs> He was talking about it was, and then he just started explaining how how the how the uh, interview would go, what kind of algorithms you face. You just have to go through leak code and just you, you just go through all those leak coding questions, and uh, and then you're in. And and turns out he's a he's a graduate from my current university. Okay, cool. So that Damn. that can't uh, hurt him to have that connection. That's awesome. Yeah. What what do you think is uh so you're looking to get on you're just looking forward to new projects new connections that sort of thing. Um, I my depending depend I because I I can't predict what kind of opportunities I would face. Last year I was trying to apply for a university, uh, in a local. In, well, because uh, to secure a visa, a student visa is the easiest way because um, I don't have a master's degree yet. And in Taiwan, you have to have a master's degree to have a, a, a employment uh, working visa. Okay. So 
for the past, I mean, and by the time I, I got my, got into university, local university for my, for, uh, for my student visa, I have a job and a startup in a tech arena. And I'm like, uh, so depending on how my project and my startup goes, I might as well just drop out of school. <laughs> You're just jumping through the hoops right now. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. But um, no. I have a, all all the alumni that I met, like I, I met like four or five alumni in, in the meetup last week and they told me yeah. the best way to make efficient and effective of your university life in your current university is to drop out. Is to drop out. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were like, uh, um, all the things I learned, they just one day your boss tells you to do something and you just snap and you have to just go and learn. Yeah. There, so there's a huge disconnect between like uh, yeah. like textbook land and real world land. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I do learn a very important theory, especially the the, yeah. the calculus and the linear algebra, the statistics. It's it's fundamental to to the niche I'm trying to get into. I'm trying the data science, trying to understand machine learning, trying to understand neural networks and deep learning. Yeah, like a neural network is just a it's just a set of set of linear functions that 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 is added with weights and biases through through um, and accounted for for a activation function going forward and back, mm -hmm. and then you 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 apply a sigmoid function to to figure out um, which set of functions best produces your desired results. I mean, that's just, that's still that the, the, the core of it. It's still linear regression. It's, it's still statistics and linear algebra. Linear algebra is linear regression is regression analysis. So, I mean, yeah. you skip that, you skip the core of everything. And also data structures and algorithms. You, you, you don't try to learn, learn like, like breath first search, depth first search, three algorithms. You also miss the core component to data science where you have to generate, say, write, write a custom decision tree uh, for, write a custom gradient descent decision tree for optimizing your, your root estimations for a linear function uh, that your, your, uh, your client would give you. Yeah. Um, you can't do all, if you, you don't even know what you're doing if you, if you, if you, if you, don't, if you don't try to. So we, right now I'm, I'm sort of, torn between two sides of, of wanting to both achieve my, my, my complete my startup and, and finish the product yeah. and see where that, 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 that tech arena would get, get me to the, the, the different people, the different business owners, the different engineers I would meet or the different conventions they would like, they, they do hold like crazy robotic conventions or, or like people from Silicon Valley would come over and then give their talk and then like try to make make a, a, a matches between companies and corporations. Or here, learn my learn, learn my uh, mathematics and algorithms well, so that I could have the skill to understand the the very intricate workings to what I'm doing. Hmm. And then some random irresponsible 
alumni of my grad university told me to drop out. <laughs> yeah, that, that might be the answer to my next question here. But if you had to take a guess, uh, what do you think might be like holding you back or slowing you down from being able to get where you want in a year? Mm. You see, Thai universities in Taiwan is a bit different from universities in America. In, in, in America, it's a lot, a lot more like uh, opportunistic, and you, you, you have these people that you meet and that you tend to, you, it's okay to take advantage of and then get yourself, propel yourself uh, in, in an exponential uh, growth progress, exponential progress. In universities in Taiwan, they have very stringent bureaucracies and rules wherein the professors don't try to deviate from their coursework. Uh, and, their, and, their, and research is not as rampant and as um, okay. valued. So professors here treat their students very well but when their students try to challenge or no, ask more abstract or high-end questions, you, you are left to your own devices. You have to figure it out yourself. Um, it's a good thing and a bad thing at the same time because you have to develop your own discipline and routine to, to figure out your own, your own problems to your complex um, complex equations or whatnot but it's, it's good at the same time and it's also bad because um everything's by by the book mm. Mm. so what's stopping me to achieve what i envision myself next year i don't think in the truest sense that there is anything that would stop me. As long as I continue to get myself out there, continue to meet, uh, to have take on the challenging clients that I continue to take and take on, in, on, on the challenging projects and solve those problems bang on my head continually and continue with my routine, and actually don't be afraid to ask, seek help and, and ask those, those difficult questions. Mm. I'm good to go. Well, of course, unless, the, well, the Taiwan government says that they really, really want to, to have the, 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 the keep their, their, their tech uh, talents. And they do have increasing foreign investments from big companies and uh, I mean, and, and the tech scene is, is, is slowly uh, be, becoming more prominent. Uh, but maybe, but they do also have their own, own uh, domestic bureaucracies that, that may or may not propel them to prominence. Everyone's trying to like a lot of great, good people, and, and progressive people are trying to, not progressive as, as, as per se, but they're trying to make Taiwan anew again, which is something that is very admirable. 
I think, mm -hmm. which is also made me attracted to stay here. Yeah. yeah. So just maybe out. Oh, say that again. Maybe maybe you should come over and then we we could like rent a place and then start a company. It it sounds it sounds amazing, man. I uh, I would certainly be open minded to it if certain certain things were in in alignment. Um, yeah. The so just the outside looking in on what you are talking about, it's almost like as long as you maintain either the status quo or continue to grow in your confidence and abilities, there's really nothing that can stop you. But I, I know just from surveying so many people from this podcast audience, a lot of people struggle with the confidence factor. Like what if I, you know, get a client, but I can't, I don't have the skills to like deliver them results or like, where does I'm trying to, I'm trying to extract from you, like where, where does your confidence come from? And then maybe have, like, have you ever dealt with these sort of uh, fears? And then how did you overcome them? Cause I, I just want to give people, I, like, I don't think a lot of people have your mindset, but I think they could really benefit from borrowing some of these attributes. Is that a question? I don't know. Just handle. <laughs> okay. My question is, how does your, how does your, um, where does your confidence come from? And we'll dig into the rest of that other stuff in a second. The thing is when, when like half a year ago, when I, or like a year ago, when I was still tutoring and teaching others programming, uh, uh, meeting these private clients, a lot of their, their problems stem from very, very like hard to see, but essentially to its core, very simple simple problems that they just couldn't identify the problem correctly and the solution just turns out to be like one line of code they, they did all this they they, they try to do tic-tac-toe recursively using python and 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 score the score that uh score that score a go game using uh recursion recursive iterations in python but it usually it turns out to be just just design problems or just understanding the problem correctly and then working, searching, well, Googling the solution. The solutions usually are usually always out there. And, and from my experience, even though I, uh, when meeting these clients, um, I usually have no idea, uh, well, like integ integrally, I have no idea how to help them. But once meeting them, it, it's usually, um, we're slowly realizing what the problem is and, and dissecting their problem with them and then the next day just spending an afternoon googling how to solve this asking around how to solve this and ending up solving it and the the, the clients are satisfied the, the 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 university students who have the final project due tomorrow they're like damn you just solved my assignment for me thank you and 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 so, well, sometimes I, I have to even solve, solve, finish the final project in front of them and like take mm -hmm. two, two hours or three hours to do it. And I get paid for all three hours, but the assignment isn't hard. All the times they're just, they're just procrastinating to the last minute or, or some of the clients I get, they, they, they have their reasons for not wanting to code their, their, their job, code for their uh, problem. And they would rather outsource it. And I just happened to be there. Okay. So 
it's not so much a confidence issue. It's just having the courage to take the first step and then make getting yourself out there and no, trusting that there is a solution. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes if there isn't a solution, you just say, oh, um, there, is, we, there is these restrictions and I've tried this and this and this. Um, I mean, just, just for example, um, uh, two days ago on um, Friday, Friday, yes. Um, I have a client who wanted to me to help him build or, or, or guide him how to build a, a, uh, a mu music, and, uh, using the data from, from music art artists and their, their popularity, uh, their, their, their listens on Spotify or whatnot to, to, to generate some and engineer some data, which he can then do some um, basic classification and modeling to see which artists are, are most popular and then having generated that, put that uh, uh, as an API endpoint to then um, interface with the front end. But the, the pro main problem he's facing is that there's this certain API, all the APIs he ever found that, that give him artist data or like listens or like the, uh, um, uh, the rankings, it's, they, ha they all, all have to be paid. Yeah. It's a paid API service. Mm -hmm. And or there are specific um, UUID credentials or or um, uh, pay premium credentials that he has to or just know know that you actually have these specific information so that you can query that API, but he doesn't have it. So I mean, I can all all I can do is just tell him you need this, this, and this, and then tell him the general structure of how he can plan his project. Yeah. And then tell them you have to email this API service and, and see what options you have. Yeah. Uh, this, this is I, as much as I can help you. I mean, I, I couldn't find a solution for him, but I guided right. him to the, the direction he needs to go to. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So for anybody out there that's fearing, fearing kind of like, well, what if I get a client, you know, and then all of a sudden they ask me this thing I don't know. It seems like... For, ah, from your there's also this other example yeah yeah sure your stories are gold man like this this is how people um learn. my first day in my startup my my, my boss is, has a background in uh, medical management uh this is basically business management in the medical with the medical twist he, he okay. just came came when i just went into the office like i have six features do them i want them today <laughs> <laughs> my my colleague just 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 looked at me. I looked at him, and then and then because my colleague like graduated from a master's in computer science from a top university in, in Taiwan, and he was like, we we're just like, yeah, let's, just, let's, let's go, let's go. And then <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we we tried to the, the the biggest reason why he 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 was um, having problems with uh, with rap 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 ramping up all these features was, was because each time he, he bases, bases a, a problem that, that's only available with, with OpenCV being compiled with this certain flag. Okay. Um, or having uh, GPU, n not having GPU to test whether uh, the G running the stitching, image stitching on GPU might or might not be faster. We use Google Colab 
we we have access to GPU. We compiled OpenCV on on Go Colab, but it turned out once ha having finally spent a couple of hours compiling the different flags and getting correct configs, uh, we still couldn't get. We, well, we have a we have a source code that we could use uh, a version of OpenCV with the correct flags. We tried to generate some features, but it just wasn't. It's just you just can't you just can't do the features like that. I mean, we don't we're both just computer science students, and um, we don't really have a computer vision PhD or a statistical statistics background. So we did what we can. And the next day, um, the CTO the, at the time had to explain to my boss that six features overnight when you don't even have any basic DevOps uh, uh, OpenCV version that's compiled that's readily deployable and can be tweaked, tweaked or like GPU that's accessible because at the time their AWS account was 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 frozen because this, they switched their credit card for some stupid reason. Mm. I have to explain to him that it's just not un unrealistic. Yeah. Um. I mean, you can do things given that all the all the specific requirements and the the criterias and the conditions that would allow for those six features to just come out overnight. It, it's possible. Just you just probably have to design your project better. Yeah, but there's like nowhere in there. Like you can't let the fear stop you from engaging in this. You just have to have the confidence, like. We'll figure it out, or we'll figure out where we're stuck, I mean, and we'll communicate I was just so, that. So, so, so fearful when he just said, "I was like, I thought it was a joke, and I just tried to do it anyway." It turns out it wasn't a joke. <laughs> so then the joke's on you. Kind of thing. I was yeah. like, "Is this a joke? Is this a joke? Let's try doing it." But at the end of the day, you realize it's not a joke. So, oh my god, it's actually not a joke. The joke's on me. <laughs> no, I think that's I think that's good advice. Like, just just getting, putting yourself in these uncomfortable situations, you're probably growing so much. Like maybe yeah, that didn't yeah. work out, but you learned like, you yeah, know, yeah, your own yeah. personal definitely, limitations. Definitely, definitely. Even if you end up getting, you don't you end up getting a bad, bad record, you, you don't finish your project or, or your, your boss like doesn't like you anymore. You still get all of these experiences and you know how to prepare for it next time, or you know what kind you know what startups are now. Yeah. You know how 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 your boss is most likely to be a business person and have no technical background and just wants things to you. He just says things. We yeah. have we like have, we have a hardware engineer, my colleague and me. He would always like create a line a uh, 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 message group and he would just say things. No one would answer him because we just know. I mean, he just says things. Yeah, we don't even know who he's talking to. It's actually quite 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 frequent and, and, and quite common than you think. I mean, I have another friend who uh, graduated from another top university again from, from economics and he's, he's doing uh, uh, trade, uh, financial alg uh, algorithmic trading. Uh, he, knows how, he knows all these statistics. He knows all to construct the neural network. He knows 
uh, XG boost as uh, the Zoom tree regression, uh, the Zoom tree. But it turns out his boss just wants him to copy and paste things from Excel and just web scrape shit, and then just <laughs> I have my I have these experiences. Build uh, build build a system up uh, on the foundation of my experiences. You don't have to do anything fancy. Just 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 find the stock that makes me money. I'm like, he was like, oh, I, I have all these knowledge and statistics. I know how to do all this algorithmic trading. You want me to copy and paste and find you, the, you give me an Excel, you have me copy and paste and give me the best stock. <laughs> I mean, there, there, there is, there, there is that like, um, um, that skill, that hurdle of that skill where you have to just sort of learn it on the fly. But when you get down to it, your boss just wants to make money, make money. And he just wants something to, to get money. He just wants results. Right. Whatever the form. There was this one day, there was this one time. It's funny. He, wa he wants, a, he wants a, a, a demo of our prototype when our prototype is not even deployable. So then we just... We, we we just it happens a lot. Uh, well, we we just run our code on our local environment on our on our, on our computer, and just and just connect our, our our computer with a cable to the device, and then just 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 improvise and say that oh, it's running on that device. Here's the feature. <laughs> this is the real world. Uh, it's, it's this the real world. <laughs> That's awesome. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I know you touched on this a little bit, but I was curious, was there, was there any more to the story behind you landing that computer vision job? Like you were going to these meetups and you met somehow that's how you connected with that job or how, like, what's the little, you don't have to get into the gory details, but just kind of color that in for us. Like, how did you, how did you go from freelance, like platform freelance person, to hey, all of a sudden I have a, I'm a computer version or a computer vision AI specialist. Mm, it's, I just, it's just getting your getting your name out there. Okay. Uh, I I just went to this meetup, uh, this uh, uh, launched Taiwan think tank where they well different startups and, and business owners come and then just throw their problems out and then they just have a free fall to which problems the, the, the biggest problem and try to solve each other's problems. Um, I just went there. I'm like, Hey, let's learn something new. And it turns out, uh, yeah, I, I met a lot of different serial entrepreneurs. Uh, the, the host is a, a smart cities business owner and a, an IOT, uh, um, uh, AI business owner. He, he, um, he has several companies in France and London and also in Taiwan. And, uh, just turned out he met this, he met my boss and they're trying to, at the time they were start trying to, uh, do this sports video analytics projects. I mean, and, and, and a serial entrepreneur is just like, Hey, you have this new idea let's do it. And you said, let's do it. And it just turned out they, I was thinking someone, the, the, uh, the, the, this, this, uh, smart cities business owner knew me and like, and he knows that uh, I'm just in Taiwan. Like, hey, you, you're interested in this in this project? Hey, come over. I'm like, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm not tomorrow. A couple of days later, 
Yeah. Uh, and then he's like, I mean, and they were looking to just speed up the process. It's just developers who've, who've free in their hand. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of the times as, as a programmer, if you, if no one knows you or are you not in the programming ecosystem and you don't have other programmers to recommend you, um, you just have, you just have your skills and no one knows that you exist. And what, by the time that that's, it's convenient for, for a startup to suddenly just, Hey, we need a, we need a developer with, with this language. Hey, I know this guy, let's get him over. I know this guy who knows this guy that, uh, that we, he has a specific skill. Let, let's get him. Yeah. Voila. So there's no time for like traditional hiring process. It's like, I've got this pool of talent that I'm familiar with. Let's go reach out there first. So like your, it seems like, I, I don't want to say I know the answer to this next question, but I'm just going to, so I'm just going to ask it. But what do you think was the deciding factor in them hiring? It's, it's more so that their startup was, the, their project was in such, because at the time they only have one developer. And, yeah. and the, he, he graduated from the top university for, and, and with a computer science uh, degree, master's in computer science, but, but that's all they had. And, and, and because uh, the coming days, they, they, were, they, they needed to match with a corporate uh, partnership and they needed to speed things up. And it was just that painful. They, were, they weren't having any significant progress. Yeah. There, there would always be scenarios where, where there are there's specific scenarios where, where specific people will be hired. But if you always go through the standard hiring process, um, there are only a, a, a limited amount of ways to get your feet in. Yeah. And it's only for specific, very, very specific conditions. I mean, me getting hired was also for a specific condition, but it, it's not, there are many different specific conditions. Mm-hmm. Going through the, the, the normal hiring route is only for one specific condition also. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, also if you're, if you're not from, if you're not from Harvard, you're not from Stanford, not from MIT, there are chances of, they, they get in, the, the, the Google, Facebook just hires those people. I mean, they send their scout recruiters to that campus, and the way they get hired is also by, 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 by reference of name. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just on a different level. And is that, that's my opinion. That's my opinion. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, well, ah, yeah. My, the HP developer from the, my, my, my alumni, he, he only works three hours per day. He uses C sharp to develop some, um, uh, operating system applications. The only thing that's hard is the interview. Once you pass the interview, you just work three hours per day and you don't even touch those algorithms they just represent anymore. Yeah. So in terms of skill, you just have to stick to it and learn, learn things that, that, that you need and, yeah. and just be fluid enough to learn it. Uh, I, um, uh, but then to get in, you need the connections. You need the connections to get in, uh, but then to stay in, you need the skill. You need to develop the skill. You need to grow mm-hmm. your skill to stay, to, to, to stay competitive. Uh, you might be 
competitive or have the skill at this certain point, but maybe if you don't try to learn things uh, in, your, in your new job as fast uh, or, or as effective as you can, you just, you're just irrelevant then. So it, 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 there's, there's no, there's, there's no complacency that to say, oh, I have the skill at this certain point. That's why I can go. You're always learning something new. You're, you're always faced with a different problem. And if you're not facing with this different, this new problem, someone else would give you a problem. So, I mean, that's just the way, that's just how things are. And that, that, that's actually how business is. And that, that's just how technology is. You, 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 the, you can't fixate yourself on, on, oh, I have this skill or I have this degree. That's why I can go in. No, it, it, the world's changing too fast for that. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So like in a given week, let's say how much time, like, like if somebody's looking for a job, how much time should they spend networking versus skilling up? Like just kind of breaking it out into the ratio of a week. Like would they network five days out of the week and skill up two days out of the week? Or what's the, what's I your opinion on one, that? One, one, one cheat sheet is to, to find find a group of self-learning developers or, or just find find people who, who are higher, high, highly skilled, high, high, uh, more skilled than you or find environments that are challenging and do pair programming with them. That's the thing to skill up? That's, all, that, that's how, what, I, what I try to do. And yeah. Will's, Will's doing the pair programming you also have a, 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 a problem that you have to solve, preferably given to you by a client, where then you do that pair of programming with, with that group of individuals trying to like freelance or developing their own projects or just there to learn. You can, you can bounce ideas off of them. You, you can try to um, brainstorm with them or you can share your experiences and then share the experiences back you might have a mutual change of experience where they, they have the, the knowledge to how to solve your problem and you know how to solve their problem. Um, but then you bring your problem to, to and, and you find the people to pair program with and eventually, before you know it, you're just coding every day. Yeah. You're coding every day and you're networking. Hmm. So there's no, like every day out of the week, oh, I, I, I think I finally, it just clicked what you were saying. <laughs> so you don't separate the two. Like this is how you, you're like gaming the system when you do pair programming because you're learning and networking at the same time. I get it. Yes. I get yes. it. Yes. Yeah. For example, there might be like a, like a coffee and code meetup on Sunday and all these web development, web developers, mobile developers, uh, machine learning, natural uh, language, processing developers and medicine developers just go yeah. and they just sit there and they do their project and they share what, what they want to do. Mm. You never know what kind of new people would come. Yeah. But you're, you, you're solving your own problem and you're solving their problem at the same time whilst meeting all these th cool different people. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you, you can go to like, these business meetups or you uh, in, in time I check arena, there's lots of these, these um, 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 business owner meetups where they try to match 
the company with a different company and do partnerships. Yeah. The things you can learn from that, I would say you can learn a lot, but it's limited. As a programmer, as a developer, you want to meet fellow developers uh, um, who are in similar situations or, or more highly skilled or lower, or a little bit low, 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 low skilled than you mm-hmm. and immerse yourself in an environment where then having to know all these different developers that this specific developer who met this business owner that knows you, that knows another developer that you, you know, another developer, that, that, that developer knows that developer who has a specific skill for this business owner. So, on. so we, as a uh, developer, a programmer ecosystem, we, we recommend who, who's most appropriate for the job or, or then just, we just recommend, Hey, this guy knows this guy that knows this guy. Let's get him over. This guy knows this yeah. guy, this guy to solve my problem. And get him, let's, let's, let's meet up. And yeah. That... Yeah. So you have a very specific, very specific, uh, uh type of person that you want to meet. Mm-hmm. And those people also tend to have their own businesses whilst programming. So, yeah. Like the, the big overarching theme that I'm catching here is just plug yourself in, like don't, whatever fear you have about like your abilities or whatever, just, just go for it because you're going to get plugged in. You're going to find a yeah, little yeah, yeah, way yeah. that you niche in and people will yes. recognize you and give you shots. Because, because even the, the most senior developers, they, they're at one point they were in your shoes. And right. they would, they, they, they're, they're very, they're very open to help you because mm-hmm. they know how painful it is when you're just starting off <laughs> and you have no gains and you don't even know what you're doing. You might just go and be going through this tutorial that's actually irrelevant to the problem you're trying to solve. Yeah. And they're, they're very happy to help you. Yeah. If you just meet them and put yourself out there and actually one very important thing is to actually know your problem, understand your problem enough to actually convey your question or your problem in, um, mm. articulately. Else, I mean, having repeatedly asked stupid questions to these uh, to these uh, web application a- uh, agency business owners or, or like a, a machine learning data scientists, it gets to the point where they 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 just don't know how to help you because you don't even know what your problem is and yeah. and. It got to the point where, where, hey, we can be friends, but I don't want to help you help you because your problem is. Do uh, you read the documentation, kind of thing? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, even some of all the times they, they don't even know the solution, but they can guide you to where to find your solution. Right. I read the documentation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's hey, that's good advice, man. I I. Uh... I think, I think if you just were armed with that, you'd probably do pretty well. Like, yes. figure out how to just really get deep, deep understanding of what your problem is, and you can get really good help and, and network more effectively. Plus, the people will probably take you a little more seriously. Um, yes. There's, they say there's no such thing as a dumb question, but if you continually ask the same, <laughs> like, like that's kind of the dumb question. <laughs> yeah, they 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 still hang out with you, but 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 then when by the time you ask this dumb question again, they're gonna have this death stare. Like, yeah, no, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, cool. But uh, but then some, what, what, you start to realize that your questions would slowly evolve. Yeah, and and it gets to the point where they some some of the questions you ask they they can't even answer them. 
then they're, they're like, dude, I don't even know what you're talking about. Your, your question is so niche and, and so complicated. Uh, I, I, you just, you're, you're, you're in the, you're in the deep end now. Yeah. You grow up. You, you, you're, you're a grown man. Fly away a little birdie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's yeah. A- <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I, I know uh, on your LinkedIn, you kind of list out a bunch of tech stacks and, and whatnot that you're working with. I'm really curious mm-hmm. about your ear experience working with Apache Airflow. Ah, yeah. Um, the, one of the reasons why I needed to use Apache Airflow was, was also the, the, to find automations that would speed up our, our data pipeline. Yeah. Um, the most simplest way was to do crone jobs or to do write a bash script wherein it it, it would trigger uh, trigger certain scripts or commands on 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 the cloud or on lo- on my local or our local server microprocessor. But Apache Airflow is is good in the sense that it actually has a a a a, a IP a a IP interface a, a web interface where you can also use Python to, to control which scripts get, gets triggered, how it's being triggered, the timing of it, um, or, or just have a, a long um, Airflow Python script where, where it can have, do specific commands that change uh, specific portions of a script in, uh, a function that, the, that does get triggered. Uh, or and then and it would also be displayed on on the web interface on the timing where it's triggered what bugs it meet well, what 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 kind of problems it met the mm-hmm. order it is being triggered how it's being how it's being uh, um, um, operated you have this holistic view of what you what what's happening behind the hood and you just once you have us you have these sets of script that's ready for deployment you could you just have it run and you can just like monitor it like like a conductor yeah but then. That's 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 uh, that part of uh, uh, backend engineering or like a uh, DevOps is 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 on the very say on a, a more mature level. It, I I was using it initially, but it turns out just running bash scripts and um, running Chrome jobs for for our little uh, our NVIDIA uh, Unix. Unix Tegra microprocessor is more 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 realistic. So we we could we could do uh, Apache Airflow automations on cloud server, but and when it gets down to it, it's more fast to write bash scripts or or just um, write a script that triggers a script that triggers this other script. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it was almost overkill for some of the application. Yeah 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 yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. But it's cool technology, like you could see. It is, it is, it is. Yeah. Okay, cool. I, I've seen it and I've only messed around with it local, like on my local environment. Um, deployment was always kind of, because you basically have Airflow running on a server or you have some sort of Docker yeah. container running. Do you, yeah, you do, you do. Do you have um, help with deployment or is this like another thing you just had to like got thrown into the deep end. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just got through it and I'm like, oh, I, I spent, actually, yeah. um, on, when, when, when uh, I was trying to automate the uh, OpenCV build process and actually have a, a, a Docker container of our 
a custom OpenCV source code. Yeah. The first time I I had a successful compilation and 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 and, and did this uh, had the OpenCV Annular V3 in the Docker container. The main problem with that is that it's only for uh, x8664 Intel processors and our and our and our NVIDIA Jetson uh, uh, Unix system is a ARC AARCH64 ARM64 microprocessor with uh, um, with with Tegra CUDA uh, capabilities. <clears throat> that is using Ubuntu and a very specific version that's native to NVIDIA's uh, Ubuntu uh, version. And my, uh, my, comp my compilation, I was building it on my local computer and it's just not compatible with, 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 with the NVIDIA architecture, the, the, the processing CPU processing unit. And that was, I, I had to do a, a Camu QMU QMU emulation from my local computer to adapt to ARM64 uh, on my um, NVIDIA, but then that was still not enough. Um, I also had to um, adapt that ARC64 with the correct CUDA and CUDIN version that can be processed with the NVIDIA's NVIDIA Jetson's NVIDIA Docker toolkit. And it got to a point where, fuck it, I'm not going to build this on my local computer. I'm just going <laughs> to, uh, I'm going to do a, a static IP SSH into the, 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 the NVIDIA uh, microprocessor from, from my local computer in my home and try to find a, a uh, in, uh, the, uh, the correct NVIDIA Jetson Tegra CUDA uh, uh, Docker, NVIDIA Docker image then build my own OpenCV with CUDA and CUDAN compiled with the correct flags, and then port it to my microprocessor, my NVIDIA Jetson. And then I, I tried to use um, um, this other Docker image that would could, could generate a Docker file from my Docker image to actually have a record of what it does. Uh, this, that, is, that was this like, is not textbook stuff here, right? Like, I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I, and then I was also, whilst doing all of that, I was exploring um, Docker Swarm or like yeah. Docker Kubernetes to see, um, because I would eventually have, I actually have to create a, a, a Docker container for different components, like a Docker container for my cloud, Docker container for the the the, the, the prototype, the micro distance processor. Yeah. Um. A, a Docker container for our, our actually Yolo V three feature feature engineering environment, and it got to the point where like, like if if you 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 have a server for each of them, a Docker container for each of them, and you also have to have a Docker container for streaming your 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 your, your videos. And, and do the image stitching. So then you just like, it's a swarm. It's like, it's a, it's a, it's a network of Docker containers, each with its different configurations and architectures with different, with, 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 with different toolkits. One would, in a server in the, in the AWS, it might use uh, simple Docker. On, in, in, my, in, my, in, my, in my NVIDIA Jetson, it might use NVIDIA Docker 2. 
in my local computer, I might be using um, QEMU emulation for ARM64 emulation for for the the the, G, the 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 video streaming to our container it might it might just be a a a a dumper container uh http protocol that i have to um uh re rewire re re um resend what what the protocol is taking in and taking and outputting is this these kinds of things it's just like it's possible in theory, we just have to do it. Yeah. Oh, that's, it sounds like a really cool experience that you've uh, kind of manufactured for yourself there. I mean, you definitely uh, earned but it. It turns out at the end know? of the day, I actually didn't have to do any of this. <laughs> just looking, <laughs> over, looking over shoulders and standing on shoulders of giants. That's yeah. what it sounds like. That's cool, man. Yeah. I wanted to ask you some questions about your portfolio website. Yeah. Is that cool? So first of all, it looks really awesome. Um, in my notes here, I, ha I have, it looks badass. I mean, it really does look nice. Really? So yeah. Ha uh, has it come in handy for like job interviews or getting clients or people just don't care about it? I'm curious, like, mm. like you, you put forth this effort to build the portfolio and I'm just, curious like how much of a is it how helpful is it i guess i in my experience is actually not as helpful as i'd like to I, i'd rather just send my portfolio website portfolio to the employer and just have it over with instead of having to actually print out a resume and remake a resume every time i have a job interview yeah I mean, I have this portfolio. Just look at it. I have the products on here. Come on, and and I mean, at the end of the day, they're they're business owners, and they may or may not have technical background. Most of the time, they don't have technical back background. Yeah, and they don't really care. They just want to know. They just need to know that you can do what they want you to do and solve their problems, solve their pain points for them. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how you present. Well, it does matter how you present yourself. You just have to be confident enough to, to, to express that you can solve the, solve the problems for them. Yeah. But they don't, I mean, I printed out a resume. I had, I have all these social medias. It, it would help me get my name out there, but they just want to have this brief piece of paper, take a look at it, mm -hmm. get, uh, get a general impression of what you are and then just throw the resume down to the garbage bin and like, I don't need that <laughs> kind of thing. It's yeah. probably the same thing with your website. You, your website is a, is a good tool to get your name out there and to just copy and paste your link to all the different social medias. And then if people are interested, you just take a look at it. Yeah. Um, and but it's not it's like a good a big, way to, it's not, like, not a, like a big, a big component. But, but, but yeah. When every time you update your profile, you update your website, your profile website, you you have a retrospection of what kind of progress you do, and you, you it helps you stay accountable to reflect upon where you can do better and what you have done good, what what you have done good and where you can do better. Yeah, and help you build up your confidence each time you face 
your 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 um your 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 short uh shortcomings and each time you face your strengths and growth you you realize how much more you can you 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 have grown and can grow as a person yeah so that 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 also helps how oh, that's really give cool you courage yeah yeah i never i never thought about that so it's almost like uh it's almost like a, a tool for you like at the end of the day yes. like it does help get your name out there and all this stuff but it's really more like yeah a confidence tool i i love yes. i love yeah that's awesome and maybe that answers this next question here because i was curious like what is your strategy with the content that you put on the portfolio? Oh, I mean, it's, I just, I just put on my portfolio, whatever that I'm currently working on. Okay. Um, and, and have the most confidence to, to, to articulate what I, what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I don't really have much of a strategy because, uh, well, for, for, for me to this point, I've already done so many different things. Uh, I just, I just put on there, whatever that I like the most, like have the most interest, the project that I have most interest. Yeah. And just put it there. Um, and, and, and in terms of making the portfolio, don't spend too much time trying to uh make it look nice pick a template make a site website or whatnot put your put your most confident projects make a do a brief impression of yourself and then just deploy it yeah don't don't, don't spend too much time just making it look nice i mean if you are a front-end developer or your graphic de uh a designer a web designer then that portfolio would matter a lot Mm -hmm. but essentially it, it matters more that your employer knows you and your fellow programmer knows you and you know yourself and you're brave enough to get yourself out there than it is to make the portfolio look nice. Yeah. But then, I, I mean, if you want to, you want to feel good about your portfolio right? and, and feel good about yourself <laughs> and make it look good. I mean, yeah. if not, then just, just code, just, just get yourself out there. Yeah. Now that, so there's like a, something really cool. I think you just said about basically there's so most of the time people think like, Oh, I'll just, I'll work on my online footprint and everything. But you put a huge emphasis on like going out there and interacting with real humans. Like, yeah, this whole internet presence is important, but it seems like a lot of your success and your ability to, build your network and get these really cool uh, mm. job opportunities is because you're actually dealing with real people, which is kind of scary for people. I think they, they procrastinate on, you know, doing the belly to belly interactions, but that's like, that's how you're winning. So I, there, yeah. there's one point I'd like to make is that your boss is probably not as smart as you'd like to think. Yeah. He, as a programmer, you're probably dealing with, I mean, my, my, I have, but this other friend was like, we were talking about, Hey, let's make a book about how, how to talk with monkeys as programmers. I mean, if you're not meeting your boss and you're not meeting those people and you're just online, maybe like five years later it would work. But yeah. that, I mean, online, you could, you could still like get your presence out there, 
you, you could probably work remotely, but it's just that much harder because usually your, your, their employers or, or your fellow programmers are not as enlightened to the possible tools that are on the internet. Yeah. Uh, or what's happening in the, in the, in the internet scene. Yeah. So you have to actually introduce those tools to them. Mm -hmm. in, in, in a way that they think that's relevant to make, help them make money. Yeah. Using their a lot of language. Times, yes. A lot of the times with, with my tutoring clients or my product clients, it's only after meeting them that they know that I'm something, someone worthy of trusting. Mm -hmm. Even though at the time I might not have the skill to help them, because for example, I uh, I, I think last time I also talked about uh, having this client uh, as a director of data science uh, in Prudential. He know he he has a PhD in statistics. He knows what he's doing. If he just wanted he if he wanted to learn how to program, he could just learn it by himself. But and he, meeting him, he knows that I at the time I had no skill in statistics and no, no, no skill in machine learning, yeah. but I'm willing to do what he wants me to do and to help him solve his problem. And he having, uh, having a brief conversation and, and identifying what his problems are, actually putting the effort into, to provide him suggestions on how he, how he could solve his problem. We just continue our relationship. <clears throat> you can be a genius, uh, or like a graduate from university, uh, 13 years old, and have all the necessary credentials and, and, and competency. Well, not competency, uh, have all the necessary skills and conditions to, to make money. But you simply just don't, don't want to. All the times it's just you don't want to. I mean, the genius probably just th thinks it's, boring to even make money so you just end up not meeting the the person who would who would give you money and you just start complaining why why doesn't i'm so smart why doesn't money fall from the sky for me yeah yeah, yeah it makes it makes a lot of sense so if I'll, I'll just throw this out there um but based on your answer so far it seems it seems like you have a bias here so i just want to bring this up are you a fan of blogging or any other form of content creation? Or is that kind of like a waste of time for the goals that you're trying to achieve? I am a fan of blog, blogging and content creation, but I have to, to a certain extent where it doesn't um, become an obstacle to my growth as a person and, and to my skills and to my career. Um, I mean, I don't have the time to create content all day. Uh, and right now, with the environment I'm in, it's easier to get my step into a corporate environment and gain the necessary skills I need through that challenging environment than to create presence on the internet. I mean, you you have to brand yourself. You have to um, create a a a trustworthy reputation for yourself. But online presence and blogging is not the only way. It, it's a very potent way, 
but it's also a increasingly a a very uh, challenging way because of how how much competition you have and how everyone's also doing it. And well, AI is already trying to create these influencers and it actually makes more money than you. Mm-hmm. So, so I would only uh, create content and make um, do do blogging to the social extent that's useful for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. and if I find myself just creating YouTube videos and and writing Medium articles all day and not actually meeting new people that gives me new and curious perspectives or gives me new problems or, 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 or um, projects to work on and solve, then I know that I'm not put, doing something right. I, I'm, I'm still in my comfort zone where I'm just creating these blogs and, and articles that may or may not help people. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. In Taiwan, if you're a vlogger and YouTuber, you, you, you're very, you're very, they look up to YouTubers and, and vloggers here. Okay. Uh, especially if you post, post a uh, medium post uh, article. But it's, it's still your fellow programmers and your, and, and your, and the boss and, and your employer that, that gives you the, the, uh, the finance for your project. Right. Here, at least here in Taiwan. Uh, I'm not sure how it is now having coronavirus in the United States, but uh, mm, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit of a different ecosystem in Taiwan. <laughs> I, I, that's all I can say. So, one of my goals is to build enough skill in this current ecosystem, where when I get, when I actually do plan to go to the United States, I already have all the skill that I need, and all I need to do. Is do the vlogging, <laughs> yeah, and the networking, and yeah. stuff. or maybe you can even build your network overseas yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. So, yeah, that makes a lot yeah. of sense though, because you're basically saying, you know, putting out content on those mediums is important, but is the viewer the person that's going to finance your projects? Like maybe not so much. So you're almost better off getting out there face to face with these business owners, and that's. Is that what I'm hearing? Am I hearing you? Uh, I think better? so. Yeah, I, I think so, because you you can you can spread a wide net to all these different people, but sometimes uh, well, I have this. I have lots of in uh, well, I have lots of Indians, Africans trying to add me on Facebook. It is it, it's nice. I have lots of following, but. Um, you still have to target specific individuals that would give you the specific uh, job that you're interested in and right. can also pay you. So it's like the niche that you went down. You're very like startup oriented, business oriented. Like the like if you were if you were approaching a different niche, it might be a little different. Could you? Is that a fair statement? Yes, Dif- different, different part, different jobs in technology. You would have you doing different things, di- different strategies. 
uh, say if you're a front-end developer or web developer, it might be better for you to, um, to, to actually hone your craft for, for like uh, web design and make a good art out of it and then go through the standard route of an interview because everyone knows how to do front end. Mm-hmm. And, and, and for you, you might ha- want to learn multiple languages in a very short period of time, HTML, CSS, JavaScript, Node, uh, PHP, uh, Python, uh, Java, and then you have to all learn all these different APIs, all these different DevOps tools. Uh, and then you have to, and then you end up meeting all these different people that have these, uh, a snippet of all these skills, mm-hmm. but may or may not give you a job. But for me, I, I want to do data science and, and data engineering. So my math, mass, mathematical theory, why the disruptions and algorithms, me meeting the corporate end of the ladder and meeting the, the business individual, individuals that would give me, that can pay me and, 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 and give me challenging problems is more important mm-hmm. than meeting many, de- many different developers of many different skills of many different stripes as a web developer that, that could give me a full stack Mm-hmm. tool set but but you might still end up having to go through the uh traditional hiring process because every everyone knows how to do web development everyone's yeah. doing web development yeah so so it, or or if you're an embedded developer embedded systems developer you might just spend your entire day doing C language unit testing and C plus plus, like banging your head on the wall. And why is this pointer having this segmentation false? And how do I relocate this other, uh, relocate this memory to, to make it fit this ever enlarging matrix? And how to do the stacks and queues of, of my little light bulb and you spend your day banging your head on the wall in front of your computer you might just not ever go to meetups which is why all those those business owners that want to find the c++ developers c language the embedded system developers never find them yeah they're, they're, they might just end up in, in the higher end of the you might end up from, come, from, come from very uh well-known universities that output these uh hardware level uh developers mm-hmm. I mean, depending on what kind of field you're going to, you have a different pathway on yeah. um, what, what, whether networking or, or like uh, uh, broadcasting, uh, having internet presence is more important. As a web developer, having internet presence and actually ha- branding yourself. Yes, my, uh, my, the, I, have a, I have lots of friends uh, who's, who's doing um, web development or like ha- ha- got their jobs and clients because of their branding and their um, well uh, reputation to make uh, quality web applications and designs that would solve, uh, produce solutions for for their clients. Mm -hmm. Uh, The importance of a user interface and a user experience 
for a business so that people you doing e-commerce uh, users trying to use the their website to buy certain products I might not have to face the same pains of trying to use AWS. <laughs> yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense, man. I'm I'm glad to get your perspective on here because uh, especially like you're you're a practitioner right now. So if anybody has um, words to share on this, I think you would you know be a great person. So uh, I had some questions about the freelance platforms, but I know we're coming up on our 90 minutes. How, how's your time doing? Um, well, I do have class tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. <laughs> and it's 11 p.m. at night or, or no, it's 1230. It's now. 1230. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Um, should I, should I just rapid fire these questions at you or should I wrap it yeah, up? Just, just rapid fire and I'll see what, how I can answer them. Okay, cool. So what's the good and the bad of these freelancing platforms that you're working on? Um, the bad is that it's actually quite difficult to uh, make a living only only from the freelancing platforms because they do take a portion of your, your your earnings from you. The good is that you meet many many different people from many different professional backgrounds that give you problems, very interesting problems that you can solve, um, and it helps you grow as a grow as a grow your career and grow as a person and and develop your communication skills and actually develop your confidence to know that these professionals from different backgrounds have their unique problems that they're actually the same shoe as the same, the same boat as you. They, they, they don't know how to solve and right. you don't know how to solve it and you just have to solve it. Then mm -hmm. uh, that's why they're in this, in this platform seeking help because they, they, they have nowhere else to go. Yeah. Uh, or even you meet university students or you meet, you meet, like teenagers who's doing competitive programming and like what the fuck the parents know that the competitive programming they do they they, they buy arduinos and 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 and, uh, and 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 these books and have them do and, and do the build this project when they're just 12 years old what the <laughs> i'm 20 i'm 20 i'm 20 i'm 23 and i started programming last year why why i want to like do programming that year oh that's funny man you just get different paradigms and perspectives about these and, and these platforms. You meet different people too. Okay, cool. It's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. So do you have like a favorite one that you like to use? Mm. Or are they all just the same? Right. Right now I use WiseAds a lot. Okay. Um, because it uh yeah. There's, well, there's lots of lazy university students that procrastinate to the last minute and have you do the final projects on the run. And there's also, there are also different, different business professionals. Um, but yeah. um, it's just convenient because uh, once, once you start, start a business stream on a specific platform, you just can't have too many business streams on too many different platforms because, because you just can't handle it. There's just, just okay. too much, too much people finding you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so Wiseant is your favorite one right now, and the reason why is because it's, it's, it's working. I just developed my presence there. Okay. I developed my presence there. They just find me. Yeah. It got to a point where I, I actually actually um, close closed down. Uh, not close. I stopped taking new. Uh, in, in my profile, I said to to stop taking stop stop to stop taking new students because. 
they just come to me every day and so I you just, have reoccurring like basically you're jammed jammed up with reoccurring yes. clients like you can't take on yes. any people right now okay i i i kind of I, I don't one i don't probably don't have the skill to like do your final project in an hour right and two i want to focus on a specific clients that i'm interested in and also my start project and my university yeah and they just they're like hey can you help me with this c plus plus programming function can you help me with this final project in environmental yeah. sciences i'll meet you every every other day I'm like i don't have that time <laughs> no it makes sense why do you think people choose you over the other options? Like why you, you said you built your presence there, but there's some reason that people are gravitating towards you. Like in a sentence or two, what do you think? Why, why do you think people seek you out? Mm, well, for the university students, it, they have shitty TAs and shitty professors that don't help them. And I'm just there. And as, as, as a, well, person willing to help them for one and someone who actually has the experience to guide them to the correct direction. Um, so I, even for myself, I'm, I'm trying to find a tutor or, or a mentor who I can bounce my ideas and, and, and my, my, my custom code to see if it actually works or like, is this idea, is this idea constructed the right way? Mm -hmm. actually having that person on the right time in the right place is, 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 is priceless. You can grow so much more having someone like that and at the right time in the right place yeah. to, to, to allow you to communicate your ideas and actually ver verbalize and articulate it mm -hmm. and have someone give you feedback and, and you can bounce ideas off of from even I am finding someone like that as was also one of the reasons why I keep going to meetups and have, have those different people that I meet. And like, you're yeah. just, oh, I, today I want to learn data science. Let's go to this data science dude who does raw math. Hey, today I want to learn, learn C language with embedded systems. Let's go to this other development systems developer. Yeah. Um, no, I love but it. But online, like this... it's just fairly available. Okay. Yeah, you're like the student and the teacher, always seeking like both routes. That's really cool. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what, what kind of tips, like just rapid fire, do you have for somebody to build their presence on a platform like WiseAmp? Mm, you really just keep applying. You, you, cause there's too many lazy college students that don't do their homework or just complaining about coronavirus and on like <laughs> zoom university. Yeah, and you keep applying, and and even though you know you probably have no confidence or no, don't even know what they're saying, you you search it up on the spot, you search up what how to do it, and you try to uh, prepare yourself as much as possible. All of the times those 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 students, those the college students or all those business professionals know a lot less than you, and probably don't have the time to even look at their assignment and read their question and read yeah. this problem. You reading the problem and the assignment would actually, would, and knowing what what the background is, is, is already is already more than what they did. You're already winning at that point. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What what about um, like tips for for actually applying? Like, is there some like rapid fire solution you could provide? Like, um, chat them up, chat them up, and be available. Because okay. a lot of a lot. Uh, 
it's one of the reasons why they have it have procrastinated so long and and just didn't don't know how to solve their problems because it's just they don't have the time they don't have the resources and they don't have the right people to help them with their problem so you just need to be the right person at the right time and at the right place mm-hmm. so just be available really yeah uh, what about like pricing? Do you have any tips on how to price? Um, well, if you're getting so many clients that uh, your 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 pricing is too cheap, just raise it. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Just raise it to a certain extent where you can handle the the, the, the number of clients. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So so starting out maybe maybe a little lower, but as soon as you build up your presence, like you're you have no option but to raise your prices, I guess. Okay. Yeah. It's also just too much to handle. Like, I mean, yeah. you have this, 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 this final product due tomorrow or how you have this really complex problem that, that your, your, your client gives you and you actually need some time to solve it. And if, if you don't have enough time to solve it, then maybe, maybe either you, you, well, you, if, if you're, you're, you're not, not feeling up to it, you, you go to university and try to learn a theory behind you and you spend all four years and waste, waste the tuition or you actually spend an entire day trying to figure it out and yeah. give a quality response to your client. That's, that's, that's satisfactory to him and to you that solves mm-hmm. the problem. And that way you, you, you learn, you dive to the deep end and learn things um, relevant because you get paid for it. And you learn something new and you, you have to force yourself to, to constantly reinvent yourself. Yeah. Um, you, you go really fast that way. Hmm. Hey, that's, that's hot tips right there, man. Thanks for sharing. What are some other things, uh, that you wish you knew when first starting out with clients on, on Wiseamp? Like, is there some, cause you've been at this for well over a year now, mm. probably. Yeah, well, like getting people results fast or anything you've learned to win them over. I know you read the understand their pain points and read for for college students, read their assignments carefully. (laughs) It might just be a stupid thing that they didn't read or like they didn't bother to read or like don't know how what 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 the underlying abstract is for like business professionals. be confident, un- understand their problem, and communicate with them well. It mm-hmm. turns out a lot of the times that they're not expecting as much as what they're saying. A lot of the times they don't know what they're saying. They're probably like 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 business owners. That's the same and just say things and yeah. But as a tutor, you're not their employee, and you're also not uh, a contractor. Yeah. So, so you have the, the privilege to, to try to uh, piece out what they're thinking and they're to them finding you they're, they're, um, they're usually generous enough to have this conversation with you to, to let you understand what's happening. Yeah. Usually unless, uh, unless they're like, well, I don't rarely, there is any, any exception sometimes just Sometimes they want to build this K nearest neighbors algorithm module 
and they didn't understand the, how, how easy it was or, or available modules. Sometimes it's just, just like, hey, there's this module in Python. You could just call the function. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or your professor already gave you the, the, the uh, bare bones module framework for building your, 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 your code. And you just, all you do is just have to find the correct function to use in NumPy or SciPy, call it, understand the underlying theory, piece it together, run the script, voila. Yeah, that makes sense, man. There's, there's a lot of uh, golden nuggets in there. So just to kind of wrap it up here, I wanted to ask, what advice do you have for learning new things fast? Do you have any sort of recipe? Um, learn, learn how to learn in the sense that you, you can articulate your questions and formulate your solution, articulate, formulate your questions well enough so that you can Google what you need to Google. Yeah. I mean, just Googling, practice how to Google, knowing what to Google is already a skill in itself. Yeah. Knowing where or where and when to Google, Google something or, or to ask a person and formulating, articulating a question enough so that you, well, you, you can readily have an abstract to explain and, and find the resources. And define, and then after that, you just, you just, you just grind away. Yeah. Yeah. Ha after having the correct direction, you just go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's great, man. I really focus on the, the problem and the question and the, the answers will reveal themselves is what it's <laughs> Yeah, nice, that's, man. That's how. Um, what is the message that you want to leave the audience with today? Like we've talked about all these mm. things about like help, like monetizing their skills or just in general, like what is, what do we want them to, to leave the episode with? Be confident. The world is full of shit and more shit than you'd like to think. So there's no time to not be confident. Just do what you want to do. I mean, just do what you need to do to to achieve what what's meaningful to you. Uh, life is short. Uh, I mean, as a as a uh, as a having learned to program for a year and a half, almost two years, uh, a year and a half. Um, there's just never-ending amount of of tools and paradigms you have to learn. So, I mean, if you, if you let yourself be not confident enough to try to, to dive into it, well, that's that, then yeah. there's nowhere to go because every other day there's this new paper that comes up that introduces new technology and this new tool that for, this, for the internet, or this new algorithm that, that solved this, this computer graphics problem. And, even those researchers or PhDs are solving these problems. There's, they don't know all of the possibilities and the intricacies to, to what they just found. They just found this. Well, oh, I can see a rock in the in the air and it's flying. Yeah. They're still trying to figure it out. So what's stopping you to try to figure it out? Yeah. I love it, yeah. man. Yeah, that, thank you for sharing. Okay, so where can people reach out and connect with you? Is it LinkedIn and your 
LinkedIn is 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 uh, is actually more powerful than you think. Um, I also have a Twitter. Um, I think it's uh, oh my my LinkedIn is just Tony Sue. Yes, my Twitter though uh, is at Tony two three one five two six four four, and my Instagram is uh well. Tony solves your ass you. <laughs> I also have a Wisance, uh, uh, a custom URL, but currently I am not accepting new students. So maybe you, you have to wait till I, I am more ready, readily available to accept new, new, new students and new, if you want to meet me, you can try to meet me there, but I, I'm, 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 I have my hands full. Yeah. I also have my, I do have my hands full of my current sort of project and I'm still scratching my head of how to solve the, 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 GP, the, the 4K image stitching and camera calibration on a micro, uh, an edge micro, NVIDIA microprocessor using CUDA and GPU programming. Either C++ or PyCUDA, I'm still scratching my head. So, just yeah, Google it, man. Um, yeah, just Google it. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, uh, I think I'm going to end the podcast right here. Stick around for a second, but um, I'm as I end the recording. But thank you so much, Tony, for coming on the show, sharing all your wisdom, and showing people that you can get paid to learn how to code. No problem. <laughs> all right. Thanks. Yep.